you've joined us on a very special day uh, across the globe. Um, in Brisbane, Australia, and Australia, New Zealand, they do Faith, Love, Hope Sunday in June. Um, and in here in the U.S., uh, Nashville and here today, this is the last City Point service that's about to embark upon our Faith, Love, Hope Sunday. And what is Faith, Love, Hope? Faith, Love, Hope is uh, a day where we come and appreciate and we celebrate what God has done over the last year. We sow vision into what we believe here that God has put in our hearts for the, the coming year. And then uh, we also come and we, 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 uh, we believe God for breakthrough. We believe God for advancement. We've been talking about supernatural expansion. And so at the end of the service, we're gonna have a holy moment. And we do it a little bit different than most churches when we come and bring our miracle offering and bring our prayer request. But you've been, you've been handed uh, this prayer request or praise report that while I'm speaking, you can fill it out, just pray about it. Uh, it could be something that you wanna bring to the cross and uh, put, put it up here. It could be maybe your son or daughter coming off the drugs and coming back to Jesus. It could be a breakthrough in your business, a, a level of influence that you've been wanting to reach and desiring you feel like God's envisioned with, with you. But come and you bring this prayer request up here. You take one of these tacks, you put it on here. And as a staff and leadership, we are, uh, we are promising you that we will stand with you in prayer every single week. We'll bring this to our pastoral care meeting and we'll pray over it, we'll declare with you and we'll stand with you to believe for your breakthrough. And then secondly, uh, you would have been given the, uh, the card, different ways to give uh, as you bring your miracle offering today. And let me just, let me just put this before you guys. We, tr we know this is a generous house. Uh, that we know that you guys bring your best and your first. Um, and we know uh, that you hear from God. So it's not about a person from this platform saying give. It's about you listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit and acting in obedience to that and to, to what God is asking you to give. And so uh, whether you wanna give through card or maybe you wanna pledge, you just put your number down here and pledge. Say over the next 12 months, I'm gonna pledge this amount or in the envelope and seat pockets in front of you, you can put your cash or your check in there and you bring it up. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna put this uh, and pray with it as a, as, a, as a holy moment with your family saying, God, we're sowing seed into your kingdom to reaching one more person, saving one more person, healing one more person, delivering one more family. And so you drop that in there, pray over that. And we're gonna do that at the end of the service. Uh, and it's just been, a, it's been an incredible all day. And uh, we're just so excited to do that with you guys. But uh, we've been talking about supernatural expansion and uh, Joshua, you know, he decided, he made a, de a determination, a decision within his heart that he was not going to just follow the footsteps of Moses, but he was, going to, he was ordained to go into the promised land and lead all of the Israelites across the Jordan and into their future. And what he did was he set up a memorial. After everybody crossed over the Jordan, there was a memorial set up to God, an offering to God, this, this, this sense of God, you've gotten us this far. I'm so thankful, I'm so appreciative that Lord, uh, even though we're still uh, dealing with pain and, or maybe we're still dealing with sickness or there's a situation and circumstance that we want healed or fixed in our lives, we just wanna come and we wanna applaud you and thank you Lord for the victory after victories, the mountains that were moved, the lives that were changed. And so just to start, 
this uh, Faith, Love, Hope Sunday, I wanna come to God with some appreciation and celebration. Can we put our hands towards heaven in this, in this moment? And just for the next 30 seconds, with your own lips and your own mouth, I want you to give me the thank God. Thank God for your family. Thank God for what he did with your children. Thank God for the victories. Thank God for the promotions. Thank God that maybe, you, maybe you're waiting for that promotion. You're praising God and you're thanking God that you're still here, you're still breathing. You're not gonna settle. You're not gonna relent, God. You're gonna continue to go after. We thank you, Jesus. We celebrate you. We applaud you. We worship you for all that you've done over 2022. We, we're just so in awe, God, that you're continuing to just pour out your blessings, your glory, miracle after miracle, salvation after salvation. We're just so in awe of who you are and what you're doing. And we just wanna commit this memorial moment right now, today. Lord, in thanks and praise, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. I'm gonna ask an incredible couple of our church to come up and share uh, what God has done in and through them while being here at City Point. So could uh, Reno and Ilya Parsigin come to the platform? Can we give it up for this incredible, incredible couple? As they come and bring. Wanna help, bro? Come here, I got you. Thank you. So there's a lot of people out there. It's different on this end. <laughs> I'm in the front, but not a lot of on stage. But um, I just, we're so honored for this opportunity right now to share what City Point has just done for us personally in our marriage, with our family, and in our hearts. Um, we don't know about you, but we went church hopping, I guess what you call it, for quite some time. And in that, we had that, that uh, religious spirit over us where it was the norm where you go to church, you don't know anybody, the pastor is up on the stage, unattainable, basically. They're like Bono on the stage or something like that. And the worship team, and we left, and we didn't have community. We didn't have fellowship. We didn't have companionship or support. And we would go to these churches thinking that's what it was, and that's the normal thing. But I want to tell you it's not. Whether you're new here, you've been here quite some time here at City Point, it's different here and i don't know about you but i like different the normal doesn't mean healing the normal is just the everyday thing and when people put your hands up at church they looked at you like you were weird well i'd be really weird over there <laughs> so here it's different holy spirit is led community fellowship is here and um i realized that i was in need of more love that end and i felt just just support I never thought was possible because Holy Spirit's here. So we have unjudging hearts and support. People that were there we never thought was possible. Like during COVID, we had people lining up at our door giving us food and vitamins. Like who does that? Who does that? Well, God does and his people do. So um, we're just so thankful of that. Yeah, and um, I didn't think I'd ever come up on stage. <laughs> or Any split flops? <laughs> or be in a church because we went to many churches and you couldn't even stand next to the pastor. They didn't know our name. They didn't know our name. We didn't have any friends. And now we have a family. So thank you very much. Come on, give it up for the Parsigens. We love you guys. Come on. That's amazing. Reno uh, works with my brother uh, running with flag football, tackle football, uh, and uh, 
his kids are on the teams. And so it's really cool to see God weave in and weave out uh, just lives and families. And it's just incredible to see uh, how thankful we truly are. And, you know, just a to applaud what God has done over the last, uh, you know, 10 months. It's incredible. One, one thing that we've done as a church, if you didn't realize, and I want to continue to bring it in a, into a highlight moment, is our crisis care. Um, every week our pastoral care meets, and Pastor Becky Hess is oversees uh, an incredible team that uh, they're, they're like spiritual Navy SEALs that get in the trench with people every single day. Before Halloween, the week of Halloween, there was over five calls of suicide that uh, we not only receive the calls, but then there's an aftercare that goes into place that we wanna see these people, whether they're in this church or not, because it's not about people that just attend this house. It's about the community. It's about reaching people and influencing people. And so as a church, because of you, we're, we've been able to give in, in benevolence over $14,000 over the last 10 months to, to absolutely influence and help multiple, multiple families and individuals. Um, if you didn't realize, we have rescue homes in Cambodia that we're a part of, uh, globally a part of seeing girls rescued out of the, that, in, that sex trafficking industry. And uh, so we have some rescue homes there. And as a church, uh, even through COVID, even through uh, recession, even through inflation, even through gas prices and food prices rising, we as a church have been able to raise over $14,000 for our Cambodia rescue homes, which is phenomenal. Can we give God praise for that? Uh, we've, as a church, we've given over uh, $10,000 to help the, uh, the Ukraine efforts at City Point, Bulgaria. We've given uh, out 3,700 free meals. Uh, this is a big one for Pastor Becky and I and the team, but we've been, we've been able to hire five new staff members over the last 10 months uh, from kids, youth, women's operations, internship. And let's, let, me t let me tell you, Pastor Brittany has done a phenomenal job getting in the back end of all things of, the, of our church uh, in order and in a place of moving forward and growth and advancing, which has been phenomenal. Uh, our DNA classes have expanded from uh, our DNA class that we've seen over 173 people not only attend, but now plant themselves in this church, uh, which is great. And now the discipleship classes, the Holy Spirit baptism classes, and uh, who knows what else God is going to do. Another thing that we're celebrating is uh, over the last 10 months, we've seen 116 salvations over the last 10 months. And uh, to date, I think uh, to date, there's a, that's over 800 salvations since Beck and I moved here, which is just phenomenal. Um, our average uh, weekly attendance, so not just on Sundays, but across all other gatherings, we're seeing over 900 people through the door. Uh, our life groups have shot up from 32 this year to 45 active life groups, which says a lot about the health of the church, which is phenomenal. And that health was about to take me down. I told you we need to do something about this. <laughs> but think about this, uh, in the next few years, I mean, the vision is running wild. You know, God is really stirring. There's ministries that haven't even been birthed yet, that haven't even, haven't even been dreamt up yet. But uh, in order to really fulfill and steward what God wants us to do, uh, we're looking at uh, the staffing additions over the next couple of years of administration. We wanna see youth, young adults go full-time. We need a families pastor, outreach pastor. Uh, within the outreach pastor, that's gonna be a kind of our a university outreach as well under Red Frogs. Um, and you all know that we all need a building, right? We need a building. Uh, just over the last two months, we're starting to see an incremental uh, growth in every single service uh, that uh, we're all starting to peak, you know, and, and look around the corner that uh, growth is upon us. But uh, we wanna commend you guys and applaud you because last year uh, for our Arise and Build campaign, we only had $440,000 in the bank. And so the vision is, 
it, you know, it's, it's massive, it's huge. Even in the season that we're in right now, it seems ridiculous to, to purchase a new home for, the, for our church, but God has a supernatural plan, a supernatural expansion. And over the last uh, 12 months, we've raised over a million dollars in the Arise and Build campaign, which is phenomenal. Come on, let's praise God for that. Which puts us at 1,440,876. Our goal is four million, so we're two and a half million, almost, we're almost there. Uh, and it's, it's, it, God's really uh, showing off. But uh, with the help of some amazing people uh, and prayer and strategy, we, we wanna share and be communicative of what we're looking at and what's available at the moment. And so uh, we've, you know, we've, we've taken a, a look, someone told us about the Monroe Elementary School that was uh, available, but has recently gone off the market. We've taken a look over the last year and a half at the, the old Albertsons that's uh, on 34. You see that old building uh, that's been sitting there for years and years. Uh, we've, we've taken a look at that. Uh, but um, God has really bought some f uh, favor with us at uh, looking at uh, the north end of the Loveland Outlets. If you guys didn't realize, but uh, the, the outlets are about to be purchased and bought out. The future plan for the south end from the road south, uh, is we're gonna be uh, demolishing all of this and whatever they put up, hotels, restaurants, whatever. Uh, but at the north end, they're gonna re-renovate. They're gonna, they're, and they've, the favor is so crazy that they want us to purchase a portion of the north end of the Loveland Outlets. And they want, I mean, I'm telling you, there was a reason why God said plant here at the Loveland Outlets. There was a reason why he said, this church is gonna be a gateway to the northern, uh, to, to northern Colorado and to raise the spiritual tide. And so God, has really uh, highlighted some things. And, and so, you know, selfishly, you know, we would definitely eventually want to purchase the entire thing because you can't just have a, you can't have a supernatural school of ministry in just a, in just a church building. You need, you need more facility. You can't have a food bank. You need more facility. You can't have a, just a youth center. You need more facility. God has so much more in store. But to, to step into our first home would be like God saying, God, we're going to take spiritual grounds. We're going to have take dominion. And this is our Jerusalem. This is our future. This is our, for our first step into moving forward into what God has desired for us. Amen? So how do we do this? We've been praying. We've been thinking. We've been seeking God. And we've come to the conclusion, if there was a banner that we could put over 2023, the season that we're in spiritually, the season that, that God has so beautifully started to weave and, and, and pull the layers off and, 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 and tighten and focus, this, this, this laser sharp focus, what would be this banner that we put over us as a church? This decision, this, this, this sense of determination that this is who we are. This is what we're stepping into. This is the, the mantle this house has been called to. If we could have put a banner over, over City Point Noco, it would be this in 2023, that we're gonna step into a revival resolve. A revival resolve for you personally, for your marriage, for your, for your, your children, your parenting, for your household, for your businesses, for all that we put our hands to. And humanity has a great way of, of, of resolutions, right? A great way. At the beginning of the year, we're like, man, I'm going to exercise more. How many people, show of hands, actually went to the gym for six weeks and you quit after six weeks? It's like we, we have these resolutions. We want to lose weight. We want to get organized, uh, learn a new skill or hobby. We want to live life to the fullest. These are all the top 10 resolutions humanity makes. Save more money, spend less money, quit smoking, spend more time with family and friends, travel more, read more. But God is putting us to a place of a resolve a place to make a decision in our hearts to partner with the move of the Spirit, 
to partner with what God is doing, this resolve that's non-negotiable, this resolve that's a decision made, that's immovable conviction that can't be negotiated with. Psalm 112, eight says, his resolve is firm. He will not succumb to fear before he looks triumph on his enemies. Acts eleven twenty three says, when he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with a firm resolve in his heart. 1 Peter 4, 1 said, therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, equip yourselves also with the same resolve because the one who suffered in the flesh has finished with sin. Equip yourself with this resolve. Yesterday, uh, my, the Lucas family, we all gathered up at uh, City Park Cemetery and uh, my grandma Lucas, who was 92, we were able to bury her ashes. Uh, who passed away three weeks ago, uh, bury her ashes at the city park together. And it was phenomenal. I saw family that I hadn't seen for 30 years. Uh, it brought us all together. And as, as the ashes were being put into the ground, I just, I just thought about this one word, legacy. It just dawned on me. And I just thought about the legacy of my grandma and, and just going, you know, hey, God plucked us all the way from out from Australia to come and pastor this church. And what legacy do I wanna leave? What legacy do I wanna leave my children? And so many legacies are wrapped around materialistic items. But Paul says something so profound in 1 Corinthians 2.1. So he said these words, he goes, I have resolved, I've made a decision, a, deter a determination, a, a non-negotiable factor in my life. I've resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That we have a decision before us to step across what has been and into what will be into a future that we've decided as a church that we are stepping into revival and nothing less. Whatever it takes, we're gonna see revival. Whatever, how much prayer, it's gonna be revival. This resolve is in our hearts. Can you see it? Could you see uh, our children being raised up as with the legacy of revivalists? Could you see it uh, with that this church is a, an equipping house, that, uh, a house of prayer, a house of the love, a house of the power of God? Man, generations being transformed in this house. Can you see it? Man, God's blueprint, His perfect vision being displayed in this house. Man, people from all over the earth partaking of what God is doing in this house, what He's doing through your life. He's setting the stage for a habitation of his glory like none before. And I'm, we're so, so thankful that we're partnering with so many amazing people that aren't here to entertain people. We're here to entertain the Holy Spirit. We're not here to rush him and get in and out so that you can go about your day. We're here to wait upon him and give him all the room that he needs. We're here to, to, to lead people that are broken and hurting and people that are empty and dry. Lead them to the altar of fire so they can partake once again, have this encounter with the real Jesus and their lives be ultimately transformed. And their story after story after story after story, there's still stories being written. There's still things that God is doing, but you and I can come to an agreement. What God has done is just the beginning. And he wants us to step into a revival resolve in the year 2023. So how do we do it? Write this down. First, resolve that you cannot live without his presence. Resolve that you cannot live, that you will not live without his presence. That personally, your heart will beat for the presence of God. 
if there's anything impure that's trying to come against the presence, that you'll, then men, you'll, you'll go after it. Uh, we've decided as leadership, men, we will not let the spirit of religion come through these doors. We will guard this house. We will guard what the spirit of God is doing. Why? Because we know that atmosphere is important. Think about this, my wife loves atmosphere. Her family's always been about atmosphere. So when, we go, when you come to our, our, our house, man, the candles are on, smooth jazz is playing. Any, any smooth jazz lovers in this house? Man. Mm, mm, mm. I have no voice, I was gonna sing, but I have no voice. But she sets the atmosphere. So when you come to the house, there, there's, there's a tone, there's a mood, there's a setting. Why do, why do we set the atmosphere in this house? The corporate atmosphere is unreal. It's we, why we, we're stepping into the Holy Spirit leading us into pre-service prayer. Why? It's because we're taking the defibrillators, is that how you say it? Defib defibrillator? The shock pads, the spiritual shock pads. And you walk through these doors and you, you're carrying the weight of the, of the week and you're, it's frustrating and it's painful. But man, these shock pads are just stirring you to a place of creating an atmosphere of expectation and faith that today anything is possible. Samantha is coming in here every single week and saying, God, anything is possible. You can and you will and you want to. Ephesians 1.19 says this, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? His power toward us, so that means the power of God is not static, but it moves towards those who believe. So if you come into a place like this, if you go into your car, if you go into your workplace with faith and expectation, all of a sudden you're a magnet for signs and wonders. You're a magnet for God to do something in and through you. You've got to learn to shift your atmosphere because the, the enemy wants you to, to veer towards the teeter-tottering of doubt because not only faith attracts, but doubt attracts. When we see the, the rough waters, when we see the storm, when we see the mountain before us, doubt wants to, to attract us into a place of, of stale religion. Doubt wants to bring us into a place of bondage where faith wants to bring us into a place of freedom. Faith wants us to bring us into crazy supernatural expansion that anything is possible if we would just believe. Mark 16, G Jesus rebuked the disciples. I'm rebuking you for your doubts, your unbelief. Why? Because I wanna create an atmosphere for the faith of God to move. I wanna create an atmosphere where you start partnering with doubt with your words. Stop partnering with unbelief with your thinking. Start partnering with God and create an atmosphere of His presence that's attracting expectation and breakthrough. Resolve that the presence of God would be in your life. Number two, resolve to pursue intimacy with Jesus above all else. Everybody say above all else. Above all else, pursue intimacy with Jesus. What did I, what did I mean about the spirit of religion? It's like Aaliyah, you know, said that you can walk into an environment that's stale. When you walk into an environment, when, when you guys, I wish you could have seen, when I, when I turned around and you're all praying for one another, man, this place, man, everybody is standing in the gap for someone else that they don't know. The love of God is being poured out across this congregation every single time we come together. It's incredible, but it stems from intimacy. It stems from a people that know their God a people that, that are, are in close proximity. 
You know, a close proximity that I, I, if I have a friend or, or my wife wants to share a, a deep secret from their heart to mine, that I'm in close proximity to, to hear, that, I'm, that, I, that I know what's going on. The thing is, intimacy is the avenue to deep friendship. 2 Corinthians 13, 13 says, may the intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit be with you all. James 4, 5 in the Amplified says, the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us and he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. Do you think my wife yearns for me in the morning when I have bad breath? No. Think about this. Do you think my wife would share her deep, intimate desires and secrets with me if I was pursuing another woman? Do you think Jesus is going to share his deep, intimate desires with you if you are pursuing a relationship with the world? We've got to resolve that it's with intimacy with God. Jesus was intimate. The, the, the beautiful thing is this, is that Jesus was intimate with the Father before he even stepped into his days of ministry because he never wants our, our ministry to become our intimacy. He wants our intimacy to be the very driver of all that we do, all that we dream, all that we envision. God wants us to step in. It's like the intimate waters. If you, were, if you jump on a tube and get in the Poudre River, that Poudre River is gonna easily just glide you to your destination. It's the same way with God. When you yield to the intimate waters of the living God, all of a sudden you're, you're simply taken to where God wants to move you. Number three is this. Resolve that you will see revival in your family. Resolve that you will see revival in your family. Come on, greater than 100 revivals. God wants to bring a reformation to his greatest idea that he has ever formed, that idea of family. We believe in City Point in the year 2023, we are, we're gonna see marriages turn a leaf and begin to step into a breakthrough season, a breakthrough thriving season, partnering with the Spirit of God. I believe hearts are gonna be mended. Trauma is gonna be mended. Resentment is gonna be mended. Forgiveness is gonna lead the charge. Families are gonna be restored. We believe God wants to bring revival to families. And we're prophesying over your family, over, you, over your marriage, over your children. If you're in a single season, that we're prophesying, man, that, that God becomes everything, that Jesus, above all else, becomes your intimacy. I, I, I'm excited to, to hear story after story of men stepping up as spiritual leaders of the home. Spiritual leaders rising up and taking the reins of their family, saying, you know what? I'm going to pave the way for my family with this revival resolve. Number four is this, Re write this down. Resolve to live a supernatural lifestyle. Resolve to live a supernatural lifestyle. Had a couple come up to me after the 8 a.m. service and she said that her and her daughter have this thing. When they go into a grocery store, they pray together before they go into the grocery store that God, would you just please highlight anyone that needs prayer? Because we want to be a blessing and we want to pray for anybody in the store that needs prayer. And so they went in there and she asked her daughter this question, who should we pray for? And she goes, yes, I want to pray for that person because she's got something around her ankle and she's in need of healing. So they go over there and they bless her and they pray for her. You got you to gotta realize God has called you. There's the DNA that's within you. The DNA was within you. You are designed 
to be a carrier of the possibility and the potential of heaven on earth. You are designed. It's like this, I, I, I feel so sad. I, I never wore one of those bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I, I, I kind of got saved just after that whole promotion of what took place on the bracelets. But I thought about it, how sad would it be if you were this person that was sick and someone with a bracelet had WWJD on you, knew that you were sick, but walked right past you. God is calling us into a supernatural lifestyle. A supernatural lifestyle will offend some of your mindsets. A supernatural lifestyle will put your imagination in a place where heaven can begin to use it. A supernatural lifestyle will put you in a place where all of a sudden you're becoming who God has asked you to become. It's like this, if, as, as a leader, if you're a leader, if you're a coach of a team, if you're a, if you're a leader of a, a business, as, as a leader, you gotta ask yourself, turn around and ask yourself, who's following me? Who's following me? And as a Christian, you've gotta turn around and ask, what's following me? What signs are following my life? Because if the power of God is attracted to those who believe, signs and wonders will follow you. God has called us into display a kingdom lifestyle. It's non-negotiable to look like Jesus. It's non-negotiable to move in the miraculous. It's non-negotiable to cast out demons. Get ready, I think 2023, we're gonna see deliverance after deliverance after deliverance after deliverance. God, his heart is passionate to set people free. He is convicted, he's ready for the greater works, but he needs vessels. Would you resolve in your heart to say, Jesus, I wanna follow you. Jesus, I wanna look like you. Jesus, I wanna hear your voice and be obedient. Yes, you're gonna pray for people, and guess what? They might not get healed. You're gonna invite people to church, and they may not come for a 100 times of your invitation. I prayed for a girl after a service when I first started to, to move in, in, the, in, in praying for people for two hours. She had just been in a car wreck. Her body was broken and beaten up for two hours and not a single victory. I could have just weeped and moaned and groaned and went back to just operating in, at the surface level, but I decided, man, I need to resolve in my heart. I, I'm called to a supernatural lifestyle. God wants to use you. And if I could have the worship team out, that'd be awesome. And number five is this, resolve to make people's freedom your mission. Resolve to make people's freedom your mission. City Point Worship is the music ministry of, the, of, our, of our church globally. And um, we got this email that wrote in, and his name was Kev. And uh, he was suicidal, and he was about to commit suicide. And uh, he literally bought everything he needed to do to commit suicide. And uh, he wrote all the letters to his family, his friends, sent it off. And uh, how many know that God has plans and, he's, and he, he, he collided with this, this, this young man named Kev and all of a sudden uh, he turned on City Point Worship. Somehow this song came on and the Holy Spirit just melted his heart. He fell to his knees, he repented to God, he, he surrendered to God, he gave his life to Jesus. Man, since then, this freedom has come upon this man. He is now saved, he's now got a wife, he's got a kid on the way. I'm telling you, when you taste people stepping in to the freedom in which Jesus purchased, it's addictive. It's addictive. 
And as a pastor, I'm willing to get in the trenches. I wanna, I know discipleship is messy. It's hard, it's frustrating. But man, when you see deliverance, when you see someone step from a sozo moment, saved, not just saved, but healed, not just saved and healed, but delivered, saved, healed, and delivered, and now triumphantly walking in victory, my first time I ever prayed for someone outside of the four walls of the church was in downtown Brisbane. And I just went to a gig and we we're walking back to the car park and, and this guy near a pub, he literally comes uh, around, you know, behind me and he's got tears in his eyes and he knocks on my shoulder and he looks at me and he's, he's really mad and he's angry and he goes, you're that Aaron Lucas guy that preached at City Point a couple of weeks ago, right? I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, well, dude, my, my sister dragged me to your church and I didn't want to go, but I ended up going. And then when, she, when, I, when I heard you speak, uh, I just didn't want to listen to any of your words, but I just felt something change in my heart. But two weeks ago, that was two weeks ago, now my, now, now my kidneys are failing, my wife has left me, my four kids don't want any part of me. What do I do? And I'm sitting there, and I wish I had more of a theological answer to give to him. I wish I had a, just a profound, eloquent, poetic return. But I laid my hands on him and I said, God loves you. And the love of God, like liquid love, just went through his body. And you could see just this, this weep, he started breaking down, weeping. He got on his knees. We're out in all the clubs and the pubs. Like we're just right there. He's on his knees on the sidewalk and he's crying. We exchanged numbers and literally, uh, two weeks later, he gives me a call and he goes, Aaron, you're not gonna believe it. I went to the doctors yesterday and my kidneys are completely healed. He goes, my wife has come back to me and my kids have been restored. He goes, man, this is incredible. I'm telling you, that's addictive. It's addictive to know that God can use me, God can use you to unlock someone's destiny that you could be the doorway, your encouraging words, your prayer could be the doorway for an addict that's addicted to meth to turn from meth to Jesus and start to taste and see of the goodness of God. That some a prostitute can encounter the love that, the, the, and, the, and the cherishing and, and pouring out worth upon her that she would turn from the industry and surrender her life and step into the gift and the destiny in which God has called her to. Do you realize just one more prayer could save someone's life? Just one more, one more moment of hands lifted up, one more moment on my hands or on my knees and praying and believing. We could see revival in our nation. We can see revival in our worlds. We need a bigger stage, we need a bigger stage. In Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet.